30-minute reviews, beware of spoilers, and exploring hyperspace lanes are all available ad-free. But if you want to support the show, you can go to bewareofspoilers.com and click the support button that's available on the Spotify website. Thank you. Good evening, and welcome to Beware of Spoilers. I am Adam, and I guess I'll Doom Part 2. Um, this will not be the end of the conversation about this. Don't worry about that. I'm also going to keep spoilers to a minimum, because when when I originally started writing up the copy for the um, for the article that I, was, that, that I attached, you know, if you go to MWP News, I try to put up articles on there for every podcast episode, be it this, be it 30-minute reviews, be it... Um, uh, the, the backlog files being exploring hyperspace lanes. I try to get one article up for each one. Uh, issue becomes, uh, writing, like, you know, time. Uh, but regardless, I started writing up the copy for this one, and I was, I, I, I got really belligerent in the spoiler warning, because I saw people being like, no spoilers, no spoilers, because, you know, it, it, it people haven't seen the movie yet, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll try to keep spoilers to a, to a minimum, but the podcast is called Beware of Spoilers, so I feel like if you listen to it, it's kind of on you. Then I watched it, and there are enough changes from the book to the movie where I feel like we're not going to go deep into spoiler territory, because I feel like that's not right to people who haven't gotten a chance to see it yet, who may want to listen to hear if the movie's good or not. And at this point, if you're still curious about the movie's good or not, um, and despite having heard everyone else blow this movie at this point, I... Let's just get it out of the way. This is not a third time recording, so I'm having a fucking technical electrical interference issue with my fucking car. Um, is this movie the best science fiction movie ever made? It's a question that I'm grappling with right now. I-, I would say it's top five. It's probably up there with Blade Runner. It's probably up there with Alien. It's up there with Empire Strikes Back. Um, it's it's in the conversation. Um, And I think one of the things this movie does very well is grapple with some of the headier issues that Dune deals with and kind of beat you over the head in a way where you will not be confused about what the intent of this is. Like, Like, that's the thing, is that we talked about a little bit earlier today with the Avatar episode, this idea of... We touched on this a little bit in the episode about Avatar earlier today, this idea of how does identity politics kind of play a role in understanding what's going on? And and to that end, I, I when you when you look at shows like The Simpsons, where it's like people will say, oh, it's a conservative show because it's a family of five, they live in a white picket fence, you know, house, you know, they're white coated. It's like this is a conservative TV show that's teaching conservative values. But then when you watch the show, you don't quite have that. When you watch the show. It's something where it's like they are, it's more left-leaning. And it's this idea of like, oh, well, just because, if we look at just the the physical makeup of the show, you can kind of figure out what the what the politics are. It's a general idea. And we, the, the issue with Dune is that because religion is so prevalent in, in all of the Dune books, there is the potential that Dune gets interpreted, and it does, as a pro-religion, or let's not say pro-religion, pro-organized religion 
movie. I would say pro-religion in general, but it gets it gets identified as a pro-organized religion movie or you know book. When it's not, it's about the dangers of zealousy. It's about the dangers of ultranationalism. It's about the dangers of religious fanaticism and and what it can do, and and this idea that Paul is grappling with in this, it, it, it like I said, spoilers, light spoilers. I'm gonna only spoil things that were in the book because at this point, I feel like the spoiler warnings up for the general plot point of a 59 year old book. Um, what Paul is grappling with in this is whether or not to succumb to the destiny that he has been assigned, which is to use the, you know, what has been bestowed on him by the Bene Gesserit in so much as the, you know, the, the destiny that they've assigned him, whether or not to succumb to that and use that to declare this giant, un, like, you know, this giant holy war against everyone, like, and assume his place as the ruler of the galaxy, whether or not that is his, you know, he's going to succumb to that, and use the, the Fremen for that, or use that as a, or, or, you know, become one of them and just live among them and let them claim Arrakis as their own, which it rightfully is, and it's an interesting thing, and it's something that, in an interesting way, dissects the White Savior storyline in a way where it's like, yeah, you get your dances with wolves, you get your uh, avatar, you get your... I feel like there are others that I can't think of off the top of my head because I'm tired. You get these other ones where you have these characters that are fundamentally kind of, you know, they go donative, quote-unquote, and, and become one of the, um, you know, one of the, you know, one of the, the natives. And what ends up happening is they, they use them to their own selfish gain. And that is, you know, and, and all every time this happens, it's they... You know, they become one of them. They they learn their ways, and then they learn. No, we should treat these people like humans because you know they were humans, but I didn't see them that way because of whatever reason they want to go with in that one. It's like be it you know indoctrination, be it you know ultra nationalism. There are so many reasons why you can go with, but whatever it is, what it is. So what you end up with here is this idea that Paul is grappling with and again, spoilers, inevitably succumbing to this idea of needing to use the Bene, not the Bene use the Fremen as weapons and use his role within them to manipulate them into doing what he wants. It, it really does, like, me and Peter talked about it last time um, when, when we did the big Dune spoiler cast, when me and him sat down and talked for like two and a half hours about everything that they, you know, that happened in the first movie. We talked about a little bit about the 1984 movie with with Sting and with Tom McLaughlin, directed by David Lynch. We talked about, you know, where the book series goes from here. And and this idea that, you know, this is a white savior story, it is explicitly not. It looks like it on the surface, especially when they break it up into part one, part two, the way they did. But then once you get through part two, you're like, Oh no, this is not that. And I think part of it does come from the fact that it's like, okay, so because it's, you know, now part two, you need to see it to understand that. It does, I understand why people would have thought about seeing part one. But once you get to part two and you see what happens, it's like, oh shit, I see where they were going with this now. This is the the anti-version of this story we've seen a million times before. Um, and, and, and good God, Timothy Chalamet's fantastic. I mean, the entire cast is fantastic. I loved Austin Butler and his his voice where he's very clearly 
doing an imitation of Stellan Skarsgård. Like, I love the way he played that, I, and the way he played Fade was great. Uh, Florence Pugh is great as Irulan, even though she has a reduced role. She'll have a, she is kind of what Zendaya was in the first movie, where she has a very small role, uh, but she's got a bigger role later on. Uh, Zendaya, too. Fantastic. I love the way that they, they, they added um, nuance to that character and added depth to Cheney, because Cheney doesn't have a ton of depth in the book. Um, and I think here they did a great job of making her kind of more well-rounded and more of a, a character that can act more like a human and not just... I, I don't want to say a trophy for Paul because I feel like that's even more dismissive than it is in the book, but she doesn't have a ton of autonomy in the book, let's be real. She's very much an object for Paul to get pregnant in the book. Um, and, 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 and like I said... A kind of a prize. Not as bad as Pixels, but kind of a prize for Paul to win at the end of the movie. Or book. Um, and I would be interested to know where they go from here. Because they changed enough in this. They changed enough to where I'm like, okay, so... The story is now profoundly different. We are now in, I don't want to say completely uncharted territory. Because, let's be real. Where it ends up, they can... There's probably going to be a time jump between this and the next movie because we know Villeneuve is going to be doing uh, Rendezvous with Riva as his next one. Um, and then we'll get the uh, Messiah after that. Um, I have two things that I'm going to posit here, but we'll go more in depth with with Peter um, on Saturday when we do that episode. Due to time difference, he's currently watching the movie. He's probably probably just started. Like he like they're probably done with the trailers at this point. Um, because he's on the West Coast. So, assuming he's seeing it at the same time, at 7 o'clock, wherever, I think he's at the same point where you start the actual movie. Um, and one of the things that I want to posit is, are there elements of Children of Dune that you fold into Messiah to pad out Messiah? Um... And I think there's plenty to do there. Um, and we'll talk about that more there. And also, like, I'm just going to say this. I'm not going to get into detail about how they handle it. But I think that they... Because that's one of the things I like about this movie is that they condense the timeline down. Because the first book takes place over a reasonably long period of time. Um, a lot of that is cut here. Um, so you can get that nice time, that nice time jump to get you back to, to where, you know, to, to where everyone needs to be to kind of be like, okay, places for Messiah, let's get everyone in. You can do a time jump, you can even do like a mini-series in between to be like, okay, so here's what happened in the middle. Um, and then you just continue on. Um, but I think the way they handled Aaliyah was really smart. They handled that very well. And I think that to keep the casting... I'm not going to say it, because um, I think that it's something that works best in the movie. Um, to keep things going within the movie as established, I think you got to do a time jump. And I think the easiest way to do a time jump is to just cast the younger cast, cast Kadima, cast Le uh, Leto, and, um, and then just move on from there. Um, and I think the smart thing for them to do, me personally would be to move the timeline down a little bit and fold Messiah and children into one entity. And 
and then kind of go from there. That's probably the... I, that's the way I would probably handle it. I think there's a way to, to do both at once, because I, I think you need to get the end of the story for a certain character in Children of Dune. I think you need to get that. Um, and I feel like that would be a disservice for the ultimate arc of the certain character to not have their story resolved the way it's resolved in Children of Dune. Um, I also want to get to the point where we get the giant human sandworm hybrid that looks like an uncircumcised cock. I also want to get to that point. Because it'd be... I want to see them try to do that on screen. That's basically where I am. I want to see them try to do it and, and maybe be unsuccessful. But I feel like that could be interesting to see if it if, if, if they can pull it off. Um, but goddamn, this movie is clearly the front runner for best movie of 2023. It's going to be hard to find a movie that's going to be better than this. And I'm going to enjoy more than this. Like, I think I'm going to go again this weekend and see it a second time. Like, and, and that's actually for a three, a two hour and 45 minute long movie for me to be like, yeah, I'll go and, and, and sit in the movie theater for this again. That's a, a pretty big thing. Cause I wouldn't do that for just anything. Um, so, so definitely go see this movie. It's coming out on, on Thursday and it's in the beginning of its theatrical run. Uh, and you'll be able to see it in theaters then. Um, what else have we got going on this week? I think this week's Shogun begins. So we'll be talking about that. Uh, that's the new show on FX, and I think technically Hulu co-hosts it then. I don't know how it works exactly, but I think Hulu kind of is, is in the same vein. Either way, it should be on Hulu, and that's how we're going to watch it. Uh, but but we have that, and then we have... Um, we're going to do Driveway Dolls this weekend, because I didn't see it last or this weekend that we're currently in, because, you know busy, uh, but we're gonna do that, and then we have, um, what's it called, we have, uh, we have a few other cool things coming down the, the pipe, uh, over on the backlog files, um, tomorrow morning, or if you're listening to this, it'll probably be Monday morning when you're listening to this, um, we'll be talking about, uh, Pokemon Gold and Pokemon Silver, we will also be talking about our predictions for what we think is going to come from the, uh, what's it called, from Pokemon Presents on Tuesday. Then on Tuesday, in the evening, I'm going to talk about anything that was announced um, and what I think could be good or could be bad from the announcements. Um, so we'll see what, what they announce. We'll talk about it then. If there's nothing good announced, we just won't do that. Because um, I'm not going to sit here and... Whoa. We're not going to sit here and talk about, you know, dumb nonsense that has no bearing on anything. Um... Because, you know, if it's just, here's some stuff for Pokemon Cafe, here's some stuff for Pokemon, uh, what's it called? Pokemon, uh, uh, Unite. I don't play those or care, so it is what it is. Um, and then we also have, uh, Exploring Hyperspace Lands this week. Join me and Josie as we talk about The Force Awakens and some of the pitfalls that kind of befell the entire original, uh, what's it called? The entire, uh what's it called, the entire sequel trilogy. Um, so we'll talk about that a little bit in depth, uh, starting with The Force of Awakens on Wednesday at 9am. Um, as always, you can find all of these at Multiple World Production, or MWPnews.com, um, where you can see links to all these podcasts. And
and where you can subscribe to them. Uh, but we'll wrap up there for tonight. And until our next episode, which will be for this. Um, is there a... Oh, yeah, we have... Uh, what was that show? Um, uh, the Bad Batch on Wednesday. It's probably our next episode. It's probably going to be The Bad Batch. So until then, have a great rest of your week.